Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hi, everyone, and welcome to History Dweebs, the podcast where we take a lighthearted look at the dark side of history. I am Tim, and uh, today the topic of our podcast is, the title of our podcast is A Beautiful Suicide, The Death of Evelyn McHale. Evelyn McHale, of course, was became famous after she leaped from the Empire State Building. We're going to talk about her life and death, but before we do, let me remind all of you that we are a true crime comedy podcast. Well, we cover all kind of shit. Goddamn right, but you know, there's and some. And if there's some, we also use words like leap. Other things in the podcast. Yeah, we we use words like leap <laughs> sometimes, but we're also a faith based podcast. Uh, let's. Let's not. So it's important for our listeners uh, to I know that. Know. Oh, we are because we are recording on a Sunday. The yeah, we're recording on a Sunday, and the donations to the Church of the Latter Day Colonel have fallen off, Timmy. So, if people oh well, if people, I can't imagine people why need to to ante up, they need to show their spirit, show their faith by either donating to the Church of the Colonel, or they could be Patreon donors here. If you're a Patreon donor to hmm. this show because we're a faith-based show, because we're affiliated with the First Church of the Colonel, that makes you... Yeah, don't say that. So then we're going to get in all kind of trouble for soliciting funds, and you get the IRS oh, the, yeah, on I can us. deal with the IRS. I've been battling with... I've, He's been under audit I've been for years. I've battling with them for 15 years. Yeah. Yeah. I can't even release my tax returns. Exactly. Audits. Yeah. It's 1923. <laughs> Since yeah. the IRS came into being. Um, let, before we get started, let me introduce our panel. I am pleased to introduce a lady who is known throughout the land as Brandy the Benevolent, Her Majesty Queen Brandy the First. How are you? I'm all right, Queen Timmy. Brandy, I'm good. Today's my wedding anniversary. I know, right? Dave and I oh, both happy forgot. Anniversary. So, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> No, I was going to ask you if you had so sex, but I did I go out not. and uh, buy a new toaster forgot. oven with his credit card. So, you know, don't hate on Ooh. that. I know. Well, we're rock stars. So you're having well, a great... You know, he's at work, a great, and I got uh, a new toaster oven. You're, you're getting a little yeah. bougie on us, devil, with the toaster oven. I know. Well, 
You probably got an Instapot. Do you I don't. Instapot? I don't have an Instapot, but this doubles as a convection oven. So, Ooh. I do not have an Instapot, and you know, I I just I don't really need one. Um, the way Dave's schedule is, and Noah only eats chicken fries. So, I mean, there's just no reason for me to have anything fancy like that. I do have an air fryer, you which can, is the best thing ever. You can take a frozen chicken breast. And cook it in the Instapot in 45 seconds. <laughs> I've done I, it. I'm sure you have. I'm sure you have. But but no, I'm good. I, I spent last weekend in the wilderness with... It was so yeah, wonderful. Was your Stephanie uh Bomer, Stephanie Bomer and I have such a good time when we go out there. Because it's... We met the neighbors... Are you sure I her name last name certain. is not? I mean, I was at her wedding, um, but I'm going to call her Stephanie Franz now. Well, because it's spelled like it's it's, it's not spelled like. But we're going to go. So she just sent me a friend yeah, request. Yeah, so no, I we're going to go with her. Franz now since she's getting divorced, um, and that's so. all good. But we met the neighbors who were creepy. Uh, uh, Jack and Wanda, and Jack had oh Jack had three. Did they have teeth? Wanda. Had most of her teeth and yet okay. lacked a bra. And the reason that that's clutch is because where we met them was at the intersection of our driveways to go out into the world. So, you know, if you're just like hanging out at the cabin, no mm-hmm. bra is all good. But, yeah, you're getting ready to go out into the world, Wanda. You need to you need to get some support on those puppies. She was probably going to the dollar store. They might have been. Dollar generals are big down there. You can't swing a dead cat without hitting a dollar general. I'm just. Did you know how, did you know how, notice how Chuck just interfered with Brandy Dime? I did. I didn't say anything to I didn't hear anything. Yeah. My Instapot? Oh, his Instapot? Oh. Yeah. Well, that's not surprising. No, see, yeah. Here's what I'm trying to do to me, and this is important. Now, she just said Stephanie is getting divorced, right? She is divorced. Now, we know it's only a... She is. She just got yeah. divorced. We know, oh, she just got yeah. divorced. So, so we, we don't, don't have to worry about her, how she Franz. spells her last name from now on? Because you she kind of was it pronouncing okay. it wrong. But, okay. Sorry, Stephanie. But we do know that it's only a matter yeah. of time. Maybe that's why she got divorced. Dave tosses out the devil... <laughs> And now, Stephanie might swoop Lanny up before the devil even gets a shot at her. So I'm trying to make her more like like no. June Cleaver, Timmy. Jeez. I'm trying to turn her into June Cleaver. What? No. Nah. Lanny's out of Stephanie's leg, but he's kind of... Wait, well, that's true. Wow. That's true. Wow. Stephanie could do better. Wow. Let me introduce. Uh, let me introduce Brandy, a man who is known uh, as no the one. most dangerous man in podcasting. He's been he's been called Brandy. I know he has not in the desert of despair. The very honorable, the Reverend Colonel Charles Beauregard Hawk Waters the Third, affectionately known as the if Southern Gentleman. Oh, How are Timmy, you today, I'm Colonel? Not good. Oh, Timmy, he's I'm not glad good. You could wake up today. I'm not good. Well, you know, Timmy. Well, Brandy, would you like to tell our audience why this um, well podcast? Uh, are you talking delayed? about today? Why it was delayed? Well, because see, what yes, happens, yes. Timmy, is 
we're all very, very busy people. We have jobs and families. and I mean, you, you know, don't really have much of a life, but the rest of us do. So we schedule these things, you know, kind of at the start of our day so that we can, you know, for the rest of the day, we can kind of move on and do what we need to do. And so we scheduled it at 10 o'clock this morning because as adults, we, you know, usually get up before 10 o'clock and, you know, get going with our day. And at 10 o'clock, Charles was still asleep. And then when he finally decided to join us and call you couldn't be found anywhere. So it was like herding cats there for a little bit. But we have now made it. And here we are. But yet here we are. So it's a very exciting time. So, Charles, I, I, I've been, I've been um, requested by the lovely Leanne to ask Charles about his puppy bra. His that puppy he was bra? Wearing, apparently, yesterday. It's a puppy. You have a puppy Bjorn, bra. Timmy. Isn't a it, puppy Bjorn. For, Is it a nursing well, bra? No, it's just. Are you so letting you that puppy nurse? On your chest? <laughs> really, Chuck? Don't judge That's me. That's so it's gross. It's, except for the sharp little teeth. Yeah, well, tell but me about it. <laughs> once they get teeth. I do carry him around. He has, na- uh, Jimmy, he has nipples. I'm telling Can you, you no. Kim? You throw that puppy. You get one of those things and throw that puppy on your chest. You got women just running at you. I mean, I went to the park. Two of the rangers just, they were females. They just ran right up. I was, it was like I was at the, it, it was like I was at Hocking Hills, and it was like I was there with Justin Bieber, Timmy. I mean, I was just. So nobody cared about you, is what you're saying. Nobody gave two shits about you. They wanted to see the puppy. No, they wanted to know who this puppy's daddy was. No, they didn't. Probably trying I'm the to puppy. No, the puppy. I'm the puppy daddy. Hmm. He's the, he's the dog. The puppy daddy. Yeah. Are uh, you the bitch? Colonel. Are you? Because <laughs> I feel like you are. You're just hateful today. You needed to get more you know, sleep. You know what the well, problem is? I've had all of my coffee. Sometimes you guys get me when I'm like halfway through my coffee routine. But now, boy, we're ready. We're rolling. Yeah, yeah some of us kind of wake up on a decent I was up hour. at 6. So, I was up at 6. Uh, now I went back to exactly. sleep. Brandy, are you ready for... Uh, Dweebcon, which I is, know. Uh, I'm so excited for Dweebcon. Less than a month away. So excited. It's going to be fun. It's going to be here in Cincinnati, yes. uh, October 4th through 6th. So we would love for you to join us. We have a live show uh, scheduled on the 5th at the No Theater here in Cincinnati. So if, for more information, just come to I our loved yes. the no Theater. Facebook page. I History loved Dweebs, it. History the podcast. And I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut. Uh, Why? All he wants to well, do is it, bitch. Colonel time short. But well, what's no, up, Colonel? What's going on? I mean, you know that I got this ongoing legal dispute, and it's been problematic for me. So part of the reason I was late is I was on a conference call with my lawyer and the editors. Because, you know, okay. I'm writing a new book. Is ha- well, yes, apparently that to title's been taken, Timmy. And they won't let me use it, so I got to come oh, up so with another. Oh, so it's copyrighted. So, okay, what's your well, title of now, your new book? This is, to get to read the this kind of an advanced edition, you got to read my first book, "Knocking Boots for Dummies." Timmy, you're so nasty. That's. <laughs> I missed that. Yeah, no, I missed you gotta that read somehow. That "Knocking Colonel. Boots for Dummies." That's your introductory course. So it's a. <laughs> is this a? 
Yeah, this is uh, the sequel. more advanced yeah. course, yeah. and uh, and we're working on some titles. We might. Um, we're thinking beyond Thunderdome. Make love like the Colonel. Beyond, beyond Thunderdome, how to make love like the Colonel. Well, I'm sure, Brandy, oh, that would yeah. sell a no. lot of copies. Well, how, now see, as a female, because because women... As a female, I'm asking you not too. to write this book. How do you feel about the title Taming the Taco? Oh, my God. How to make love to a woman Colonel style. Colonel, that might be a little offensive. So? To See, some that's people. what my editor said. Not of our the listeners, of course. <laughs> but he said, but we'll go, go with something yeah, more no. like love, Colonel style. Burf. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, that does have a ring to it, Brandy. Yeah. And Excuse me. See, I, I, uh, I, was gonna, I, I was coming up and thinking maybe something like Seven Minutes in Heaven. You know, that teenage game that you played. <laughs> Something like that. Mm. Um, it's kind of a long time. Well, there. Seven, seven whole minutes. minutes. I, seven whole minutes. That includes foreplay and um, dinner and yeah, undressing <laughs> right. and yeah. shower. What the hell? Exactly. Dinner. So, in in men, this is for everybody. You know, men. You need to turn your bedroom for a mere fourteen ninety nine. You're going to be able to turn your bedroom into a pleasure palace. Now think about this, Timmy. Men buy roses, right, to try to try to woo women. But roses, do, they yes. just wither and die. But this book, like your Timmy, penis did, gift mm-hmm. it just keeps giving and giving and giving and giving. So, what do you? Wh- mm-hmm. Well. Well, I think you have to have a once you get a title, Colonel. That that might be more, you know. It would entice yeah, I'm going to have one by the end of the week, thing. I believe. We're coming up with one. Well, all right. Well, when you get that, you you let us know so we can promote it because I know a lot of our no. listeners out there would love to learn get some. No, they wouldn't. Um, they would not love making tips there are, from no, the Colonel Brand yeah. specifically. Not well. I've, I feel like it's a community service that I'm doing. I feel like I should buy all the books so that nobody needs to read it. It's it's like like that old saying, too much to those who are given much need to give back. Really? That's an old saying? Like that. I, it's, I think it's too much is given, yeah. much is required. But so close. Yeah, kind of you were so close. Right. I was there. I was close. Yeah. yeah. Now, Colonel, will you be signing uh, signing at uh, signing your books at the at the uh, TweetCon? No, that's quite. Uh, it's pretty amazing since you don't even have a title yet, and you're going to have this book written in 30 days. That seems well. They're going to get it quite as soon as we, the. Um, as you got it on the fast the track. It's already printed, Timmy. Once they took out all the all the you know terms that they wouldn't let me use for vagina. Are we gonna? Um, I don't want to do this today. It's yeah, got, it's the they, Lord's they were... day. Even the Lord rested on Sundays. Can we get? Can we not have all of the names for that? That's fine, devil. Uh, that's fine. Hmm. I'm just. I'm like that Anthony Boudreaux. You guy, are not you like know? that. I'm, I'm, Dead. I, I'm thinking. I'm thinking <laughs> private parts unknown, Timmy. Oh. It's <laughs> yeah. that would be that's catchy, Brandy. That's catchy. I. <laughs> I can't. I just can't. All right. Let's talk. Let's talk about. Let's talk about love Evelyn McHale. Shall we, Brandy? This is sad, though. 
All right. Well, yeah, I'm but sure you we'll know, fuck we'll, it up, but I'm my sure God. We, I'm sure we will run it. Yeah. Uh, the Empire State Building is one of the most um, Disagree. famous buildings in the world. Construction uh, construction of the Empire State Building began in spring of 1930. Of course, Brandy, you was a young, young lady then. Uh, U.S. President Herbert Hoover, who's your, your good friend, presided over the opening ceremony <laughs> by turning on the building's lights. Uh, well, that was one way of doing it. With the push of a button, Brandy, from Washington, D.C. That was tricky. How did he do that, Brandy? He was in Washington, D.C., and the Empire State Building, as you know, is in New York City. So what how is also he, tricky is finding the R in Washington. Just saying. <laughs> do you think he just, do you think he just kind of you think they really had some kind of serious hookup, or I think, did he just say, okay, I'm... Yeah, they probably coordinated. Know, pressing the bucket button now. And... No, it's not. Well, that's not honest. A lot about Herbert Hoover wasn't honest, though. More was than 3,004... Mm-hmm. Well, he was a good guy, I guess. More than 3,400 workers were involved in the construction in the, of the building, and according to the official accounts... Five workers died during the building process. So, not one for every thousand, but close. No, more than that. Yeah, more than that. It stood as the world's tallest building for more than 40 years until the World Trade Center North Tower was built in 1972. The building, like the Golden Gate Bridge, uh, which was built seven years later, became a magnet for those... uh, Planning on well, suicide. If they're contemplating Brandy, suicide, and I feel like it, once you get to the Empire State Building, you're you're done contemplating. Mm. But, but remember, we did that uh, episode on the jumpers. Yeah, but they regretted it after they jumped. Bridge. Okay. Well, I, I don't. We don't know all of them. I don't know. It. Maybe they're like, maybe they jumped in and like they went to a land. Where I, they you're got right. Free I don't. Ice cream or something. You never know. The observation deck, and they didn't have to listen to the yeah, colonel, right. read the colonel's book. So and what do you think, Timmy, what do you think about make every mm-hmm. day hump day? No, Jesus, God. Well, <gasps> and you know what you can put on the is, cover? You know, that's, hump day is in the no. lexicon, the current lexicon, Brandy, so that but I you can know, see where you Because if you read the book... The females are going to just want you every day. No, they're day. not. I mean, not just on Wednesday. But you know who? It's you, just if you use my techniques, these are proven techniques. You know who you could put on. You know what you could put on the cover though is that camel from the commercials. That what? Yeah. Yeah. Hump, Make every day hump, hump day. day. <laughs> the observation deck. <laughs> the highest uh, is that the highest <laughs> members of the public can go. Is a hundred and two story higher than that? Two story building. Uh, the deck is on the eighty sixth floor, Brandy. It stands uh, one thousand and fifty feet above ground uh, and can be reached by high speed lifts. That's elevators. Thanks for if you didn't know, Brandy. Um, the first to jump was a man by the name of Robert Henley. He was thirty seven years old. He was a construction worker. He got laid off in the Great Depression, yes. uh, and he lost his job. So he leaped from the building on February the 5th, 1930, before the building was even complete. So he became the first man, first 
person That's a horrible to jump off the Empire State Building. So, props. No, no props. Props. No props to, to him. Mr. Henley. No, he doesn't get props. He doesn't get props. No, he doesn't. I think he, he does. Deserves props. Yeah, he he was a trendsetter. Oh, for fuck's sake! Not a good trend. I mean, that's like the guy who started the mullet perhaps, or the fanny pack. It's not a good trend. You don't give him props or the man bun. You don't give him props for that. Nobody gets props. But perhaps the most famous person to leap um, to her death from the Empire State Building was a young lady by the name of Evelyn McHale. She was 23 years old, and she was the actually the 12th person to jump from the building and was the sixth to clear all of the setbacks, meaning that she got all the way to the ground. She didn't hit any, um, you know, anything on the way down. And she was one of five people in a three-week period to attempt So what, the others the didn't die? Day. Did they jump and not die? Or did they, I don't know how that would be possible. I don't know. Well, the thing is, she became famous, of course, because... Her picture was taken and Which appeared on Life Morbid magazine. as fuck. So we're going to talk about that. The picture I became I- iconic. So we're going to talk about We're going to give you, as always, we're giving you the backstory, Colonel, because we, we oh, don't no, stop we don't. We just go at the deeper than that, Randy. Timmy. You go deeper than that. Deep, deep. Deep. Yeah, deep. and if you read deep. my book, you'll learn how to go deep, too, Timmy. No. Or oh, the men out there will. No, Devil. What do you What do you think about labia lessons from the car? I'm trying not to think about that at all. Is this now, Colonel? Is this for a, a young, uh, attractive yeah, single never, man like myself, or could, or could it be for someone married? Old, well, see, I you know someone like Clark, <laughs> for example. Don't well, have I a whole lot to, to live cover for. All the bases, Timmy. <laughs> I try to cover even, Timmy, even someone with your advanced knowledge and experience, and we all know you're the Mickey Mantle of Connie Lingus. Mm. Um, you think I could learn something pr- from you? Probably think I could, a tip uh, or two pick in up there something. that it help you? Because, you know, when you said uh, you're writing a book on, you know, how to make love to a woman, of course we can't use <laughs> And that yet title, we did. But, you know, I thought of, you Clark, thought of Clark, of course. Or, you know, sometime. Clark or, you know, Ben, Ben, uh, Colorado Ben or Texas Ben now. I thought, you know, maybe it's for someone younger like Ben or someone who's been married for a long time like Clark. But I didn't know that they would be something for someone kind of an international. I mean, there's going to be a few tips that you probably uh, you've heard about, but, um, you know, haven't mastered yet. Maybe I forgot forgot along the way. It, it's like... I see. So it's something for everyone exactly, in your book, basically. Exactly, Timmy. Some, you think someone, even for someone like Jason Dykes... Who, well, Jason Dykes works at a library. Know, I'm, I'm sure Jason is He's very... He's probably uh, been huh? exposed to this information at the library, but maybe has not read it. I see. So you think Jason could benefit from your book as well? So it sounds like all of our listeners could benefit from your, or not from your oh, knowledge and expertise, or they, or yeah. they won't. But They'll never want to eat the again. The entire world. We could use it as a weight loss book. <laughs> Evelyn Frances McHale was born on September twentieth. Oh, it's almost For her fuck's birthday. Sake. Well, she's dead, so I don't guess it's her birthday, but. 
God damn it. Uh, September 20th, 1923. So how old would she be, Brandy? That's a lot of math. I don't do math on Sunday. Had she not, you know, jumped off the empire. It's been 96. Had she not... Later, uh, 96, later this month, had she not uh, decided to jump off the Empire State Building. Fuck. Stop the clock. And she was was born on September 20th, 1923 in Berkeley, California. Well, she would probably be dead by now. Um, She she was six of seven children born to Vincent and Helen McHale. Vinny. Vincent didn't McHale. he play for the didn't he play for the Think about that Boston name, Celtics? I thought he was on the McHale's yeah, Navy. Was all kinds was, of, yeah, he was uh, all over the place. Evelyn was pretty, but shy a shy little girl who kept to herself, Brandy. She liked to read poetry, listen to music, and Much spend like time alone. Hmm. Hmm. No. You were just a she lonely loved her girl brothers. Devil. Well, that <laughs> you like to be isolated. Just wasn't there a song about yeah. that? Just living in a lonely a small world. town girl. Just a lonely girl. Oh, okay. She loved her brothers and her sisters, but preferred to spend time alone. Almost of this, as if she was an only mm-hmm. sh- child, Brandy. Well, her brothers and sisters were probably assholes. You know, you have to love them. You have to love them, but they're dead. She never said that. You think that's why she think that's no? Think that's I why not. she jumped off the Empire State Building, perhaps. Evelyn was a good student who rarely went uh, out uh, to play for recess, preferring to stay at her desk and read. She was friendly to the other kids, but seemed to prefer spending her time alone. Her father, Vincent, was a banker, and in 1930, he accepted a position as a bond examiner for the Federal Farm Loan Board and moved the family to the nation's capital in Washington, D.C. Later, he accept, accepted a job in New York City. Yes, we oh, I'm sorry. To say New Pace. York City, yes. Brandy, Mr. Q. And moved family Tuck-a-ho. to somewhere. Tuckahoe, New York. Tuck-a-ho, New York. Tuck-a-ho. I want to move there. You know what? That could I be know. the name of proper, your book. How to properly <laughs> Tuckahoe. Tuckahoe. Yeah. Uh, they moved to Tuckahoe, New York, where Evelyn attended uh, East Chester High School. Brandy, good old Go ECHS. <laughs> Although the U.S. was in the middle of the Great Depression, Evelyn and her siblings did not seem to want for much as their father was able to uh, retain employment uh, despite the tough economic times. But to do so meant uh, moving around a lot, which uh, made it even more difficult for the shy little girl, Evelyn, to make friends. So I know you're... You've never been considered shy, I'm actually Brandy. Very shy. She has had difficulty, um, but I know you know you have problems. I'm actually very shy. Making friends, fuckers. Yeah, she is shy. Strangely, mm. just not here. Uh, we wish you'd be more shy here. <laughs> no, I know you guys. If the constant relocations weren't difficult enough for the young teenager, Evelyn in- also endured an unstable family life, Brandy. Her mother apparently suffered from depression, 
an illness that was likely uh, not diagnosed, let alone treated, in the 1930s. So how, how do we know she it, had it? It was the Great Depression. Did you read it on Wikipedia? Everybody had it. Yeah, well, <laughs> right. That's you why know. they called it the Great Depression. Everybody was depressed. Nice. Nobody had no money. Hmm. This led uh, to troubles in the marriage, and by 1940, Vincent had left the family and moved to St. Louis, where he became become a stockbroker. Why would you want to become a stockbroker in 1940? You think you would have learned your lesson, Brandy, well, after the crash? Maybe he thought he could turn it around. But anyway, dick. he abandoned the family, Brandy, and head off for St. Louis. Have you ever wanted to abandon Every your family? Day, but and that's not really the point, is it? <laughs> <laughs> that's that's not really a thing that we talk about that much. As a, as a junior, uh, she, see. oh, she told the Le it Souvenir, the souvenir which is their in French school yearbook. <laughs> yeah. That is Latin for. Uh, Le Souvenir. Oui, oui. That's kind of fucking pretentious name for a school yearbook. Take this shit with you. I guess, I guess it's a little bit more, sounds a little bit more sophisticated than the annual or whatever people call their yearbooks. But mine was, was Trojan because I, that was our. <laughs> I, bet, I bet it was there in. Uh, that was there our, in that was our nickname, the Trojan. <laughs> When I was by Portsmouth, Timmy. I was not far from uh, Portsmouth. I was down Chillicothe when I was at Hocking Hills. I know. You were out. Yeah. Did you smell the I, you uh, know, paper mill? I did. You know what else? I, you know what else is around there, Timmy? Nobody told me this before I went. A lot of <laughs> Meth, methamphetamine. methamphetamine. There's a goddamn rehab center on every corner in Chillicothe. Nice. If, and look, well, if you yeah, lived in Chillicothe, so wouldn't you the, need opioid? They got goddamn rattlesnakes there. Nope. Timmy. Rattlesnakes. Negative. No, in Chillicothe. Hocking Hills and around rehab? there. They got rattlesnakes. Negative. Oh, oh. I thought you meant that uh, they're like they had snakes in the rehab center. I swear to God, if I no. if I see a snake they out got, at this cabin, you will, you all will never see me again because I will be holed up in there. I will not go to my car. Well, why the fuck do you go in the middle of I am God's country of if you're afraid of snakes? it's beautiful, snakes. and I'm on a screened-in porch, but I swear to God, if I see a snake, I can't, I can't even get to the car. It's just not going to happen. I'm just going to end up just being there forever. Somebody's going to have to come get my cold, dead corpse. Dateline <laughs> will do a story. It'll be amazing. <laughs> I always figured hmm. you'd be on Dateline. No, Is Stephanie, Stephanie like afraid either. of snakes? See, Does anybody? Very few people okay, like snakes. So there are a lot of people that like snakes that don't mind them, that understand them. No, I, dude, I, I used, I used to have an employee who had like all kind of fucking snakes, and he would order their food. He had to get their food, like you know, like mailed to him, and he spent like a fortune on that shit. Like, I, I thought they, frozen frozen mice? I thought you had, yeah, you I thought they had to mice. eat live mice. No, but I'll tell you what, you put that goddamn mouse in the Instapot. Is it ready? Just like 30, 30 seconds. seconds. It's like a fresh mouse. Sweet. Snake, I have the happiest snakes hmm. in the world. Well, I do not care about a snake's happiness. 
So anyway, uh, Evelyn told Le Souvenir, the school's yearbook, that her favorite movie was The Girl of the Golden West, a romantic comedy about an independent businesswoman who refuses to marry a persistent suitor, and it seems that her parents' marital problems turned Evelyn against the idea of marriage. She should have just stayed with that thought. Well, the, her parents divorced in 1941, and uh, Vincent was awarded custody of the minor children. Uh, Helen returned to California, and Evelyn rejoined her father in St. Louis, where she attended Normandy High Go School. Go Badgers. I don't want to be there. <laughs> you got to get past those German <laughs> pill boxes and shit on your way to school. Yeah, isn't it ironic that she's attending Normandy High yeah. School in 1941, the same year that yeah. the war broke out? you think they'd make them change just, the name so the Germans we just, wouldn't catch on. It's like we knew what was going to happen. We're going to name it Normandy after this big success we're going to have next year. Maybe they named it after oh, the wine. Yeah, never thought about that. Timmy, what do you think about this? Because I'm going, I mean, my techniques, some of them are very scientific. No, they're not. Because... Okay. They're very subtle. Fornication. I, I, I understand. Fornication forensics, Timmy. Oh, by the colonel. God. Fornication. It's got a ring to it, Brandy. By the colonel. Because you know what we got in this country right now, devil? What? We got a coedal crisis. We got an opioid crisis and a coedal crisis. First of all, people just aren't doing it right. What do you want to name your book? Fornication forensics. What about forensic? What about forensic fornication? Well, that would kind that? of, you know. That sounds better. It rolls off the tongue easier. Well, so that would kind of that would kind of appeal to it the would. So it appeals to our readers uh, or our listeners. Yeah. We all, we will. Yes, it, we don't have We readers. will have dumbass <laughs> writes a book. I'm thinking about going more primal a little bit and just making it, making love like a hawk. Can you not me. call it that at all? What's that? Oh, making love no. like a hawk. Oh, oh, <laughs> you know, if you did that in the middle of making love or whatever, that would, that would, there's nothing. That's a mood killer. I'm just putting that one out there. You cannot come back from that. You no, can't come back at from that, that time. Yeah. Fornicating is over. Over. You can't throw your arms up in there. Now, if you, but but I tell you what, That's if you right. can make her do that, That's Colonel, right. well, because men don't care, something. you can make all kinds of noises. But I'm telling you right now, yeah. but you can make her do that, and then flop like flop her arms her, you around know, like she's flying. Fold her shit. arms. Ah, and, That's the whole point yeah. of the book, Timmy. Yeah, I've done Turn that. I've, I've done that before. A pleasure palace, Timmy. Jesus Christ. I. Well, I think that would. Uh, I think all of our listeners would would be anxious would to, not. to yeah, buy that book, Brandon. You know what? Swoop! Here you go. Swooping and swooning, making love like a hawk. Ah! Ugh! God! <laughs> I'm, Your thoughts I, on that, Brandy? I, I, I don't. I don't know. I. I. There. You're speechless, much like no the, the women who are. I'm speechless because I'm trying to hold to the back the bile that's coming. But uh, 
if we could not mm. do that, that would be great. I would I would appreciate this book never seeing the light of day. Thank you very much. Okay, I was just consider that I my go with something more consider that my anniversary something present. Something more casual. Something more casual, Timmy. Just dicking around with the colonel. Jesus Christ. Dicking around with the colonel, Brandon. Yes, yeah, that's much more, more subtle. Not as yeah. Subtlety is our middle name. What? Because our, our tagline's going to be right. hashtag vibrators no more. Uh, hashtag, hashtag vibrators no more. We're going to put the, my book is going to put the whole vibrator business out of. I guarantee it's not out of business. Well, you might. He may become a target for the vibrating <laughs> community, Brandy, if he. Well, he continues I, you know, with this book. I, the whole vibrating. Oh, I'm on that radar, just, Timmy. You know, I'm on that radar right fall now. Fall apart. Oh my God! Can we talk about Evelyn, please? She had another. She was, you know, she had another yearbook that came out. Right. What was it called? Yeah, she well, she went to uh-huh. St. Louis and she attended Normandy High, and then according which is to much the saga, which still is pretentious, the, Normandy High. NHS, NHS, um, <laughs> <laughs> yearbook, the saga. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is kind of pretentious, isn't it? Like you are assuming yeah. there's a saga. Actually, high school is a saga. High school is a saga. Less. All right, according to the, the saga, which is the uh, Normandy High School yearbook, Evelyn was certainly quiet at times, but she could hold an intelligent conversation about practically any that subject. That would suck Andy. if that's what people wrote about me. I mean, not that would suck. Yeah, they wouldn't <laughs> write that about you. Well, I mean, like she's she's kind, she's thoughtful, she's just not. Well, she's quiet and smart. Yeah. What the hell? Kind, kind and thoughtful. Not two words that jump into my head when we're describing you, devil. Yeah. <laughs> Well, you know, if they're, if they're talking about how quiet you are and how smart you are, they're basically saying yeah, you don't have Yeah, pretty much, boobs. yeah. And that way you get that's where that you, you take away from, from that. Well, I mean, Jimmy. seriously, you know. She's, she got great mm-hmm. personality. She's got a great personality. Yeah. Yeah. She's, she's jackass backwards, <laughs> but she's got a great personality. Well, I'm sure that the uh, Le Souvenir was a lot kinder. Because any time a woman, you're describing a woman with really nice boobs, that's the first thing you say about her. She might have split the goddamn atom in a basement. But the first thing you say is, oh, she got nice boobs. Mm-hmm. You, that's you the got to lead with that, Brandy. Nice boobs, very smart. Mm-hmm. Nice boobs, not very smart. Whatever. I mean, nice boobs... Quiet keeps to herself. I don't. If you don't, if, I don't think the saga. Is not in there, they don't. I don't think the saga is going to be able to print that. But, <laughs> anywho, can we talk about? Yeah, Go throughout ahead. high school. Yeah, throughout high school, Evelyn refused boys' well, advances, Brandy, and had no desire to go steady. No desire. She even turned down Tommy Higgins, the star quarterback of the Normandy Normandy High School football team and the most popular boy in school. Wait a minute, wasn't Tommy Higgins like Carrie White's 
date to the prom. <laughs> yeah, he was. Uh, does it maybe, say? Maybe. Does this say? It's a thing, dude. It was. It was. Uh, it was what was that? William Cat, right? Yeah. Right. Does it yeah, say William anything Cat. in the saga about her playing on the girls' softball team? Saga. First of all, <laughs> they didn't have. <laughs> Colonel, can you sing a little bit of the Greatest American Hero theme? I don't know that one. I never watched it because I was, was in old. a battle with them because everybody knows I'm the Greatest American Hero. Oh. I refuse to watch it. Um, <laughs> no, they didn't have I girls see. softball right. back then, Charles. Oh, okay. No, they, <laughs> they didn't, didn't have lesbians back then. <laughs> they didn't. <laughs> this, yeah. this yes, is that only came around with the invention of softball. Mm-hmm. 1993. <laughs> mm-hmm. After uh, she graduated, Abby, as she was known to her family, Abby, she joined a women's <laughs> army corps. Hmm. Colonel. Hmm. Let, me, let me check one more Your box thoughts on here, that. Timmy. No. Turn down the star football player. Join the women's army corps. <laughs> I don't see a pattern. Yep, quiet, quiet, mm-hmm. and smart. She's going to need my book, Going Solo with the Colonel. <laughs> you fucking idiots. Oh, my God. You think she was a, you think she had potential as a oh, softball you player? You know girl? she was a line drive hitter, too. Oh, my God. <laughs> After she graduated, yeah, she joined the uh, women's Abby, Army as she was known by her family. <laughs> yeah, she joined the whack. <laughs> She's part of that yeah. uh, cheap trick song. Yep. Remember, surrender. Can Mama's you sing a little bit of right. that for us, Colonel? That is all Ooh. right. They just seem a little weird. Surrender, surrender, but don't give yourself away. Hey, hey. What do you think about that, Brandy? Oh, Can we not? Please, please. I don't ask much from you people. So she, so she, so she joined the wax, and uh, she get this, Colonel. She became an office oh, machine. She's probably officer. a spy, that, Colonel. That means a typist to me. She was a spy. I think she was a spy. Mm-hmm. You think? So? That's what I'm going with. Mm. She spent a war. She spent a war at Jefferson's Barracks in, near St. Louis. Apparently, military service didn't agree with her. Um, it was reported that she, after her service, mm. she burned her mm. uniform. Brandy, Gosh. your thoughts on that? Yeah, it does. Seems unpatriotic to me. She wants to burn it. Burn it. Commie is this woman? Good she's boy. got a commie lesbian on our hands, Timmy. <laughs> Can we have some show some respect for the dead? Jesus Christ. Well, she didn't show no respect for a uniform, caught it on fire, turned down the star football team, joined the wax. And at a time yeah. when this nation was at war, Brandy. So what I'm hearing, Colonel, is Brandy is <laughs> yeah. proving of her treasonous okay, behavior. Brandy Young-Oon. What? Okay, comrade Brandy. Comrade. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to... I'm going to have Putin out to the cabin. In late 19... 19- <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Hey. He'll ride out on a bear. Bear-chested. He can ride out on bear a bear. Bear-chested stallion. On a bear. 
In late 1944, she moved in with her brother and sister-in-law in Baldwin, Long Island, and took a job as a bookkeeper uh, with an engraving company in Lower Manhattan. Brandy, I, I don't have thoughts any thoughts on that. Good for her. Yeah. Okay. During a New Year's Eve party in 1945, where she was celebrating the uh, New Year, um, she was also yeah. celebrating her discharge. Uh, I hope the army. I think she was celebrating <laughs> that, her discharge. That sentence could have gone a thousand yeah. different ways, and you chose to type it that way. Well, I don't have. I did. I didn't say her vaginal discharge. Jesus. I just said her discharge. And for a mere fourteen ninety nine. Good for her celebrating that. You uh, can open the floodgates. Good for her. Now, while she was <laughs> celebrating uh, 1945 and her <laughs> discharge, was it a burning dis? Did she have a burning discharge? Don't celebrate a burning discharge. How do you celebrate a burning discharge? Really? Jesus Christ! <laughs> a burning discharge, you stay home, lay low for a little bit, till that shit goes away. All right, Jesus. All right, at this party, she met another Baldwin resident by the name of Barry Rhodes. He was an ex, ex-Army navigator who was studying engineering under the GI Bill at Lafayette College, Brandy, in Easton, Pennsylvania. I have none. Thoughts on that? He, sh- he showed up that she first day and said, Lafayette, I am here. Maybe he was celebrating her discharge, too. <laughs> she- <laughs> You don't know that. That's you back would be celebrating. You don't That's know back that when at all. They had that wool discharge. underwear too, Timmy. They didn't have the. She had the wool underwear. So it's probably so just she sweat. Was, she was. Oh, that was gross. Mm. She had to go go there. Sweat. Ooh, that was disgusting, devil. Yeah. Yeah, be a lady. Be a lady, I'm red devil. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. For Barry, it was love at first sight, Brandy. He told his sister that he knew the moment he met Evelyn, she was the one he wanted to mm. marry. And now, although Evelyn, I mean, yeah. he's a nice guy. He was a he was a veteran. He's going to college to become an engineer. What's wrong with Barry? Nothing's wrong with Barry. Just because he, just because he doesn't have a vagina, doesn't I, mean what he's are a bad you person. About? Yeah. Well. You seem awful. You seem you seem what? to you hate do. men for Look, some reason. I, don't know what that's about. I am surrounded by PI. Unless she needs a good grade. No, look. I am surrounded <laughs> oh, surrounded yeah. by PI. And she's on just about eighteen hours of every fucking day. So, you know, mm, I don't mm. I don't hate men. I don't hate mm. men. For Barry uh, it was love at first sight, as I mentioned before. It still was. Just 30 seconds and, ago. But Evelyn, Evelyn did not, <laughs> Evelyn, what was her name? Abby. Abby did not share Barry's desire to get married. She was attracted to him, and she enjoyed his company, well, but she didn't her. want to get married, Brandy. Hmm. Let me check they dated. my box here, Timmy. Well, she don't want to get married to Barry. She don't want to marry an engineer. She didn't want to marry a veteran. <laughs> she didn't want to marry anyone. It wasn't Barry she didn't want to marry. She didn't want to marry anybody. 
Oh, well, I'm sure she would have married a uh, someone come along <laughs> yeah, with a vagina. She's throwing that ring. Stop it. Put like a ring that. on that one. Stop it. Mm. Put a ring on it. They dated her and Barry. Probably took get the free <laughs> meals. Became engaged. It's the only reason to date. They be, they became engaged and planned to marry in June of 1947. Brandy, so she committed to Barry. The wedding would take place at Barry's brother's home in Troy, New York. I don't know Barry's brother's name, but that's Perry. Oh, yeah, Perry is his name. Of course, uh, Perry and Barry. But things were most. <laughs> I Perfect. didn't name them. That their parents did. But things were not entirely as they seemed. Brandy. Evelyn had inherit, inherited her mother's depression. I'm not you, sure. You can, yes. It's that, definitely it hereditary. Hereditary. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but I mean, it's not like no, she, she put didn't. it in the will. No, she didn't put it in the Well, you actually, you don't know. If she that did, would, that would be pretty that's, fucked that's up. That's the thing that, you, that nobody ever wants. That's the thing you leave for your least favorite child. Right. That's about the only... That's the only thing my there daddy many, left me. Uh, <laughs> Good that my name. That's the only thing I got from him. Uh, uh, despite her, uh, what so do you think about this devil? Devil. There were what? many horizontal heaven kernel style. Uh, no. Hey, that's a little wordy. What word do you think? Okay, let's scratch. That I one hate out. it. Scratch that one off. Horizontal heaven. Nope. Nailing. Um, <laughs> it's not just for carpenters. Hate it. Okay. <laughs> that one. I like that one. Um, there were many sleepless nights for Evelyn. There were weeks uh, at a time when she couldn't barely drag her. Yeah, been there. Yeah, I know the feeling there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm kind of there right now. In. In the there summer of 1946, Perry, Perry Barry's brother, Perry, uh, Perry's brother, uh, got married. Uh, married. And Evelyn, Evelyn was a bridesmaid. Was a uh, oh, yeah, he got married, and Evelyn was the bridesmaid. After the wedding, uh, she tore off her dress and said, "I never in, want in to fairness, see this dress bridesmaids' again. dresses are hideous." Well, that seems like a little yeah. bit, uh, anti a little bit telling, Colonel. Hmm. Anti-marriage. Mm-hmm. Pro. Do you, can I? Do you softball. want me to read now so that you can stop reading? Whack. A whack. All right. She don't like uh, veterans. Oh, I don't know what she has against veterans, Brandy. Continue, Brandy. Please continue with this. As her own wedding day approached, story. Evelyn became more despondent. Her family and friends thought it was merely a case of pre-wedding jitters, but it was much more. On March 2nd, 1947, Evelyn was rushed to the hospital when she became agitated and telling her sister that she was not worthy of Barry. She started... Sh- oh, is maybe, this because yeah. of the they discharge? didn't quit celebrating it. Um, she started shaking, curled up in the corner of her apartment, and rocked back and forth. Sounds like there's more than depression happening. Uh, The doctor who treated Evelyn marked it up to situational stress and prescribed a sedative which seemed to help her remain calm. Her erratic behavior continued, however. Two weeks later, 
Evelyn started crying and walked out of her own wedding shower. Yeah, I wish I could have. Again, family and friends chalked it up to cold feet. Really? These people are fucking ignorant. Okay, speaking of cold feet. No, we're not. What do you think about this one, devil? 20 toes, 20 toes, and a scream. Doing it colonel style. I don't know what that means. No. That's on 20 toes? Brandy. You got two people? No. Ten toes apiece? I don't like All crunched. I don't like See, it. See, when you're doing it, your toes are all crunched up together. <sighs> right? 20, 20 toes and a scream. Come on. It's not. Well, at it's kind of catchy, Brandy. On April 30th, 1947, Evelyn visited Barry in Easton, New York, presumably to celebrate his 24th birthday. She often voiced fears of not being a good wife, Barry told reporters, but when I kissed her goodbye, she was as happy and as normal as any girl about to be married. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Well, that's a bit much. Uh, The next day, Evelyn boarded the train back to New York at 7 a.m. on May 1st, 1947. She arrived at Penn Station around 9 in the morning and went across the street to the Governor Clinton Hotel, where she wrote a suicide note on their stationery. Shortly before 10.30 a.m., 23-year-old Evelyn McHale bought a ticket to the 86th floor observation deck of the Empire State Building. Ten minutes later, patrolman John Morrissey, who was directing traffic below, noticed a white scarf floating down from the upper floors of the building and then heard a crash. Evelyn had Hmm. stepped out onto the edge, jumped, cleared the setbacks, and landed on the roof of a United Nations limousine parked on 34th Street, some 200 feet west of Fifth Avenue. After Evelyn... That's just... What? Goddamn rude. That's a hell of... You gotta take out somebody's limousine while you kill yourself? You know what, though? That's a hell of a jump, though. I, like... She was committed. That's a hell of a jump if she cleared all of the... All the setbacks. Um... 
After Evelyn jumped and landed on the roof of the Cadillac, uh, let's see, crowds began to assemble around the scene. As the Brooklyn Daily Eagle reported, afternoon shoppers on Fifth Avenue were horrified. But I'm betting it didn't stop them too long from shopping. No, not if there was a Black Friday. If it was on Black Friday, it would have. Well, it wasn't. This was like in May, but... Oh, okay. But we're also in New York, so I'm sure they just stepped around it and moved on. It was then that Robert Wiles rushed across the street to take his famous photo. Wiles, a sometimes cabbie and photography student, saw the commotion and rushed across the street where, standing on the sidewalk only a few feet from the car... He took his iconic photo of Evelyn just four minutes after her death. Still clutching her pearl necklace with her gloved hand, Evelyn looked disarmingly placid and composed, as if she were simply asleep. Around her, well, around her, however, the broken glass and crumpled sheet metal of a car roof shows how brutally destructive her 1,040-foot jump was. Wiles, perhaps inadvertently, managed to capture in a single photograph both grace and beauty as well as horror and death. The image remains as haunting and affecting as it did some 70 years ago. The photo... Yes. And you guys, you guys seen have. this photo, right? We'll post, we'll post it on the history uh, let's see. page. Yeah. The photo looks like she's sleeping, lying cradled in the mess of crumpled steel. Her feet are crossed at the ankles... Uh, Her left hand rests on her chest, clutching her pearl necklace. Since being taken on May 1st, 1947, the photo has become infamous, with Time magazine calling it the most beautiful suicide. Wiles' photo was first published as Picture of the Week in the May 12, 1947 issue of Life magazine. It was reprinted in a number of photography annuals and the Best of Life anthologies and eventually transcended reportage to become a pop culture icon. Evelyn's photo was the inspiration for everything from Andy Warhol's silk screens to fashion layouts to album, co- album covers to Taylor Swift videos. Really? Although in the photo Evelyn appears beautiful and at peace and with no signs of trauma, when the paramedics went to move her, it was a different story. According to reports, she essentially fell apart when they moved her body. Her insides were basically liquefied. Later, Detective Frank Murray found her tan, or maybe gray, reports differ. I could see how this is a clutch part to the story. Cloth coat neatly folded over the observation deck wall. A brown makeup kit filled with family pictures and a black pocketbook with her suicide note, which read, I don't want anyone in or out of my family to see any part of me. Could you destroy my body by cremation? I beg of you and my family... Don't have any service for, or remembrance for me. My fiancé asked me to marry him in June. I don't think I would make a good wife for anybody. He's much better off without me. Tell my father I have too many of my mother's tendencies. Evelyn's body was identified by her sister, Helen Brenner, and according to her wishes, she was cremated. Her fiancé, Barry, became an engineer and eventually moved south. He died in Melbourne, Florida on October 9, 2007 at the age of 86. He never married. The photographer, Robert Wiles, hit the jackpot with his iconic photo, but it did not lead to a successful career in photography. In fact, Robert Wiles never published another photograph. He gave up photography in the early 1950s, and he would go on to manage a textile company and die in 1983. 
Although it was Evelyn's final wish that her body not be seen by anyone, especially her family, her photo has become an icon and has remained so for the past 80 years. After 9-11, when the Empire State Building once again bore the burden of being the tallest skyscraper in New York and again a jumping off point and again a jumping off point for would-be suicide victims. Since the Empire State Building was constructed in 1931, some 36 people have jumped from the building, including 17 from the 86th floor observation deck. Charles, could you please bring this podcast home? You're not giving me two pages, are you? I can read the next page as well, and you can read that the short be, page. That would be kind because I, I was just, I, I was getting some text here with my attorney, and he, uh... Now, for fuck's sake, can you participate? Well... Okay. He, he, he just came up with one of 101 ways to bury the weasel. Oh, God. What do you think about that, Timmy? That's good, Brandy. It's that's, not that's at catchy. all. That's God. catchy. That's catchy. What about what about bone storming, devil? No. No, I veto all of bone these. Bone storming. No. All right. Buttering the biscuit with the colonel? No. No. Mm. Evelyn. Okay. Okay. Evelyn was the twelfth suicide from the building and the sixth to clear all of the setbacks. One person actually survived the jump. In nineteen seventy. I know, right? Superman? Shit. I wonder if she like brushed her like brushed herself off. Was it Ma- Wait a minute, was it Molly Brown? No one would know. She's unsinkable. <laughs> yeah. Let's see. She's badass. I bet nobody messed with her after that either. She's kind of lamped or something away. And oh yeah. You know, I like when you fall down. Or hope no one saw you. And you kind of look around. <laughs> hope no one sees you. Yeah. In 1979, yeah. a depressed woman named Elvita Adams jumped from the 86th floor to end her life. Yet, the wind gusts can be quite powerful that high up, and unfortunately for her, one powerful gust actually blew her back into the building one floor (laughs) below, breaking her hip. (laughs) She was apprehended. Why is that unfortunately for her? That seems like a fortunate thing. No, because you know what? The one sure way. It's got a broken hip now. There's a lot of ways to end end yourself. But pretty much the one way you can count on is jumping off a tall building. But when life is gonna fuck you over and blow yeah, you back much. in, you just and br- and break your hip and break you your hip. You know it's just not your day. Oh my god! Don't 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 stop and buy a lottery ticket on the way back. No, to the hospital. I love the no, next, wait, next there was, uh, sentence. Oh, I will. There was I will. Read the next second, But there was a guy that like jumped it was only like a three-story building and he jumped off of it and he didn't kill himself the first time so he went back up to the top of this building <laughs> and See, jumped again persistent. he never did like neither time killed him i mean it's a three-story building i get it but jesus christ man all right so all right so well if you jump off three times it's <laughs> no. like a nine oh, let's see building um she broke her hip and she was apprehended before she could try again. <laughs> Did they throw her down and cuff her? So broken hip didn't stop her, apparently. <laughs> right. I don't... Yeah, she wasn't going... Whatever. Um, okay. Who's the one who tried to jump off the building here? Oh, it's that lady laying over in the... Gra- <laughs> grab her, but don't touch her, her hip. Her, tased her. 
She's getting out of hand. Walk, walk this way, Probably man. Think. Right. <laughs> All right. So, in response to the persistent suicide attempts, now, yeah, a 10 foot wire mesh fence was installed and guards were trained to spot potential jumpers. So, they put up chicken wire and had these guards trained to spot the people that were climbing up onto the yeah. railing. Some, someone they're paying yeah, minimum wage. They're climbing on the there. railing. They might go. Yeah, spot mm. jumpers. Look suspicious when they're caught in the chicken wire. Right. <laughs> uh, Tackle her. <laughs> right. <laughs> that lady in a broken oh, hip. <laughs> after the barrier was installed, people just jumped from other parts of the building, usually from the office windows. Yeah. That was like, if you see a lady in a broken hip, just tackle her. Don't, don't ask any questions. She's, she's, she's one-legged and dangerous. Jesus. Uh, the barrier has not always worked, however. On I mean, think about what she's thinking laying on a mother. Yeah, son of a bitch. This is going to be a shit ton Now she's wishing she didn't rack up all that credit card debt. The well, month before. <laughs> yeah, now she's going to have a huge hospital bill. Yeah, she's going to have to pay her Citibank card. Yeah, but now, but but look at but look at the good she side. Does. She gets well, the Percocets now. Does. All right, so the barrier has not always worked. They probably sent her to pain management. Uh, on March 30th, what the fuck? Oh, you know they gave her opium. No, Physical you therapy. Know they gave her opium. You know they did. Stop it. Um, on no, they probably didn't because they really? probably because that's that what they worried about in nineteen whatever so the hell seventy nine. <laughs> no, well, she so give her opium and she's state wait a minute. At Mike but if you give her a, red if you give her a bunch of opium, then she's chill. Yeah. Then you're not climbing yeah. anywhere to jump off anything. Mm. Well, she ain't climbing anywhere for a long time. Well, anyway, okay, so, so. I assume. That this is on March 30th, 2010. There's a bit of a typo there. I'm going to assume that's what that is. Yeah, probably. Shocked tourists watched in horror as a student from one of America's top Ivy League universities jumped to his death from the 86th floor observation deck of the Empire State Building. Yale University junior Cameron DeBoggy. DeHogby. 21. Oh, here we go. Got a running start and scrambled over a 10-foot-high spiked fence before leaping off the ledge. He left us. Oh, that's good. Is that parkour, Timmy? Parkour? That was the first parkour guy? Well, if you (laughs) land on the spiked fence, I guess it wouldn't matter. Uh, He left a suicide note in his dorm room in New Haven, Connecticut. He apologized for turning to suicide and wrote he planned to jump from either George Washington Bridge or the Empire State Building. There were, yes, well, there were I seven we people on the building's chose. observation deck. Yeah, obviously one of those highly trained guards was chilling right there. Uh, when he climbed the safety barrier, uh, one person break, tried to talk know. him down, but uh, Debagi, whatever, wouldn't listen. Unfortunately, or hold on, hold on that, I misspoke there for real. Fortunately, he did not hit anyone when he landed. He jumped at the height of rush hour in downtown Manhattan in the pouring rain. According Ugh. to one witness, he came down. I mean, I mean, if you saw that, just think how the people he had to deal with it, you know, what they had to deal well, with. Well, I bet it was I just, I mean, 
I yeah, yeah, that had well, to be you, horrible. You pretty much sound like wet cement when you hit. Do you? Have you heard a lot of those? Yeah, I have. Of course you have. I watch a lot of YouTube. Did you get a tattoo what do you think about, about it? This? What do you think about this, Timmy? Tunnel mm-hmm. patrolling with the colonel. I like it. I don't. I like it. You like it, Brandy? Uh, let's see. According to one witness, he came hmm. down right in front of the Bank of America. Boom. It was an explosion. No one else was injured. But unlike Evelyn's fall, Cameron's landing was anything but peaceful. Uh, in fact, it was pretty horrific. His body was shattered and blood splatter covered the sidewalks and passersby. Cameron's body parts were scattered on the sidewalk. Ugh. One man ran over and covered the body the best he could with his jacket and umbrella. God bless that man. The motive for the suicide of the East Asian Studies major wasn't clear, but he became the 34th and most recent person to jump off the Empire State Building. In addition to... Well, it, it it was probably because he took out a student loan to attend an ivory school. Uh, I, to attend, well, yes. to attend uh, uh, where yeah. did he attend? Harvard or someplace? Princeton? For a majored in Eastern well, Asian Studies. Right. That's probably and, uh, why he felt the future was bleak. And it was, was, Yale. Was going to Yale, so yeah. Yeah, there you go. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. It's an Ivy League school. Would it less horrific okay. if he was at a public college or a community college? No. Well, he would not have. He would not. Yeah, so he probably wouldn't have owned it. Obviously. Um, in addition, I'm thinking about going classy, Timmy. Oh. I'm thinking. Okay. The Colonel's Guide to Sexual Congress. Hmm. Yeah. Let that marinate a minute, Brandy. Say that again, Colonel. Very slow. Guide to Sexual Congress. Uh, Your thoughts any on that book title with Randy. Congress in it, I'm not reading. So, or or that says Colonel, not for not the, reading, or the word well, making love. Well, she's got a point, Colonel. Uh, it it might be over yeah, might the be head of some of our listeners. Whatever. Mm. You got to remember, you got to talk down to people, Colonel. right? You're I'm on a different level when it comes and to everyone else sexual down Congress. There. I gotta, yes, I gotta dumb it down. You're mm-hmm. both fucking mm-hmm. jackasses. Exactly. Um, okay, so hey. So the Continue, Empire State Brady. Building's death toll also includes tragedies resulting from two shootings as well as a plane crash. On February 23, 1997, Ali Hassan Abu Kamal, a 39, excuse me, a 69-year-old Palestinian teacher, opened fire on the observation deck, killing one man and injuring six others before shooting himself in the head. A second shooting took place on August 24, 2012, when Jeffrey Johnson, a clothing designer who had been laid off, shot and killed a former co-worker outside of the building. Charles, do you want to read this last page, or do you want me to do that, too? You're doing a wonderful job. What do you think about... Oh, good. The Colonel's Guide Through the Chamber of Secrets. J.K. Mm. Rowling might not Chamber like that very of much. Secrets, Brandy. Yeah, she's, you could get she's, sued, but she's not one to sue. So she is one to have you killed, actually. So there is well, that. That's true. I mean, I he's my my editor stole me gross stuff like putting email in the spam folder. Good lord! I mean, that's so. <laughs> can we? Uh, the gunman who was hiding behind a van emerged onto Thirty Third Street, first shooting his target from afar. 
After his victim fell to the ground, Johnson approached the body and fired and fired several more rounds while standing over him. Johnson was later Did shot. Did you know this person? Evidently, yes. That was his target. He knew him. He was a co-worker. Oh. Okay. Please pay attention. Johnson. Well, I mean, can you imagine anyone wanting to I a co-worker, Brandy? I cannot imagine. Johnson. Well, uh, see, in these kind of things, you don't really know if the person had it coming. He could have microwaved they were, fish They were in the a office. co-worker. Right. Burn popcorn. Well, this happened outside of the Empire State Building, so I don't know what that has I, to do. You with wrote the it. Empire State so, Building. It because they burned a bunch of, of popcorn in the microwave nope. and then just they microwaved fish. Moved on. Oh, those sons of bitches! I used to have a coworker who keep who always forgot to remove the plastic. How do you always forget that? Popcorn. That's like the one thing you have to do. He did it like four times, and then like the um, you know fire um, fire department would come like it would come like three times of the four times he did it. Finally, he just stopped buying um, popcorn. What the hell, dude? <laughs> it wasn't. What it, the he, hell? He did it. <laughs> Was it Ed? No, I don't know. No, Ed's too smart for that. No. All right. No. So let's see. He was later shot down. Johnson was later shot down by police officers stationed in front of the Empire State Building's Fifth Avenue entrance. The off. Yeah, they're probably looking for that. Oh, She's probably one of the ones that took him down. <laughs> uh, the officers fired a total of 16 rounds, killing John. Jesus Christ, they shoot like stormtroopers, killing Johnson and injuring nine bystanders. They, they're like fucking stormtroopers. Well, I mean, you know, <laughs> you take your chances. You walk by the Empire State Building. You're either going to get shot or some uh, old lady's going to fall on you. miraculously head. suffered you life-threatening chances. wounds. On July 28, 1945, Lieutenant Colonel William Smith crashed a U.S. Army B-25 bomber into the north side of the Empire State Building's 79th floor. Yeah, that's be my luck. That's when I'd be visiting the, the, the city. The city was cloaked in a B twenty five bomber crash into the. The city was cloaked in a dense fog on the morning of the crash. Maybe he shouldn't have been flying. Just putting that out there. And the lieutenant colonel, who was on his way to Newark to pick up his commanding officer, eh, he screwed the pooch on this one. Somehow ended up over Laguardia asking for a weather report. Little late. When you're, I don't know why he's. Drive flying a bomber? Couldn't he just well, get on like yeah. a car service? I feel like when you're up something? in the air, it's a Uber? little late to be asking for the weather report. Although he was encouraged, <laughs> yeah, hello. I can't see anything. Uh, he was encouraged to. Okay, although he was encouraged to land, Smith still requested military permission to continue to Newark. The last transmission from the LaGuardia Tower to the plane was a foreboding warning. From where I'm sitting, I can't see the top of the Empire State Building. And neither could he. <laughs> In attempts to regain visibility, Smith lowered the bomber only to find himself amid the towering skyscrapers of Midtown Manhattan. Initially, he... Yeah, you pretty know. Well, pretty and that's when his fault. When that happens. Initially, he was headed straight for the New York Central Building, but was able to shift west, avoiding contact. He continued to swerve around... Jesus Christ... This guy's playing fucking Frogger. <laughs> it's like a video game. Uh, or <laughs> he continued to swerve around several other buildings until his luck ran out. He found himself headed straight for the Empire State Building. 
The pilot tried to climb and twist away, but it was too late. Upon the impact, the bomber made a hole in the building measuring 18 feet high and 20 feet wide. And the plane's high-octane fuel exploded, shooting flames throughout the building that reached down to the 75th floor. Thirteen people died. Despite, Despite all of these horrific events, most of the four million who yearly rise to the top of the Empire State Building come down safely. That was a horrible ending to a horrible story. And just for a second, can we can we calm down for just a second? Yeah. I do want to I want to put a, something out here. Okay. Disclaimer. Okay. Everybody okay. on our page, everybody, everybody, everybody has issues that we're dealing with. And on the page, we all kind of lean on each other and we help each other out and we are there for each other. So I would encourage anybody that if you are having issues, if you're having any kind of suicidal thoughts or anything like that, reach out to somebody on the page or call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-273-8255. And despite uh, these two dipshits that I do a podcast with who clearly have no empathy whatsoever, if you reach out to somebody... If you reach out on the page, somebody is always on. Somebody will always respond to you. Always. That's the great thing about our group. That's an important message because it is. And the main thing that we're con- the colonel and I am concerned about no. is we don't want to be walking down the street <clears throat> exactly. and when you fuckers land on us. I that's can the, see how that would be a concern for you since you never leave your apartment. Yeah. Could you just... I know, to Wendy's. sometimes. Don't follow me. Isn't that uh, what? Isn't that what that snake says? Don't don't, don't fall yeah, on me. Don't, isn't that what that? <clears throat> don't land know? on me or some shit. I don't even know what you're out. yammering yeah. about. Yeah. That was so, Charles. Don't follow me, Charles. Um, yes. <clears throat> what do you we think would about like this? To think, I don't. Um, we would like to think. I'm really trying not to. One? Um, Colonel Colonel Bang Bang. Nope. <laughs> Play on the uh, yeah. I, I got it. Movie, I just I hate every Colonel, Colonel Bang Bang. I hate all of those words. <clears throat> okay, fine. We would like to thank all the wonderful folks who support us on Patreon. If you would like to support us on Patreon and continue to receive this outstanding quality of podcast, uh, please go to patreon.com where uh, slash history dweebs. Where you can give a little, you can give a lot, or we would like to thank all of the wonderful listeners in Colonel. We have to do that right now. He's got one job. Cheryl and the Dweeb, Um, Nick Johnson, of course, Timothy Sloan, Mary Sheldon, Gina Green, Whitney James, Jay Cleveland Payne, Nina Gerard, Carl Asplin, Susan Van Hook, Paula Kimes. Uh, Jim Seabright, Andrew Scammell, Tommy Lane, Jason Dykes, Terry Strafford, Brandy McBride, Jennifer Saboda, Maggie Glover, Gracie's mom, Erica Kenny, Hiro, The Comeback Podcast, L.K. Barnut, Reen, Marissa Albanese, Phyllis Munson, the beautiful Jennifer Riker-Smith down there in Austin, and the exceptionally handsome Stephen Potts, Anna Garrett, Ben Dubrovich, Ursula, also known as Le Nick, and of course, who we just mentioned, Clark and Diane Trowbridge, Beth Ann Waller, Michelle Johns, Margaret McDonald, Aaron Turner, Jess, 
the lovely English Leanne Flanagan, Julia Rodriguez, Leanne, woman of mystery. And one of these days, Timmy, I'm going to figure out what exactly she does, Timmy. Mike, <coughs> uh, she is a... She's a spy. I can't tell you. But she, she, you know what? She's going to be a dweeb con, Timmy. It's and I'm going to get her liquored up. And I'm going to get it out of it. She will be in one month. And we would we hope everyone yes. else comes as well. Uh, Clark and Diane will be there, of course. Nick and uh, Nick Starr is going to be there. Molly, uh, Shauna, and it's going to be there. So it's going to be a lot of people, lot of people uh, coming to pay of course. homage to me, Brandon. Mike Sadler, Jamie Dent, Tyrone. Marsha Boris, Stacey Alsop, Jody and Sean Wells, Amber Anderson, of course our friends over at They Walk Among Us, Lorna Violet, Michael Dale, Kelly Charette, Karen Widener, Callie Jones, Laura Meredith. Nina is going to she, be at uh, DweebCon. Yes. She, uh, Nina instead. She is going to help us uh, she is with going the to. live show. So that should be fun. And... Karen She's gonna be Michelle there. is going to be there, and you and her, you and you guys are going to do a live spy um, stories. Spice so yes, you get, yeah. Look at all what That's look exciting. at. Is it, basically, it's it's you, better you than Bob Barker could give you if you won one of the game show things. You get a trip to Green Brandy. You can get back yeah. to back Colonel. Oh, you well. can get double double back to back shows double. with the Colonel. I Brandy. will have to make sure that I'm not there for half of it. We may be needing you. We may need to hand out those that number for the suicide <laughs> prevention. We're the we're the one story again. thing. So if you fall, jump off, you're just gonna break your wrist. That's um, true. Sarah, Sarah yes, Bloom, Amber Crew, very small building. Laura O'Reilly, Christine Bourgeois, Kelly, Kimberly Cameron, Elise Edrichin. History goes bump. Amber Trevino, Annette Petray, Lise, Lahara Lopez, Alicia and Chip Mincy, Marquia Smith. Jeff and Don Chestnut, Timmy, Andrew Hap. I oh, I wish they I were coming. Wonderful people. They're not. I don't think they can make it this year. But Karen Barnes, yeah, Rachel Flynn, Shirley Strap, Todd Long, Melissa Montoya, Maja, Karen Michelle, Carol Elise, Christian, Kristen Malachinsky, Adam McWaters, um, Paula Kimes, The Vanish Podcast, Canadian True Crime. They're very polite, Christy Lee. They're very Christy polite Lee. up there. Charlie, of course. She's wonderful. Mm -hmm. Charlie Worrell mm -hmm. and Christy Lee. Christy is, and so but so is Charlie too. Charlie's Charlie wonderful. Yes, her show Charlie Crime is as Lines. Well. That's a really good one. Yes. Um, Angela Santos, mm -hmm. Lydia Fisher, Kimberly Stroop, Nicole Adams, Ron Monastero, Tracy Smith, Bridget Bernard, Stacy, Cheryl Weldon. Veronica Moreno, Chris Lane, Alexandra Elaine Baker, Vivian Baca, Shireen Neron, Amanda Lupa, Shannon Arnold, Kimberly Smith, Robin Sherrard, Ruth Whitfield, Cassie Kitchens, Natasha Burgess, Julia Bentley, Patty Schmidt, of course, the wonderful, wonderful, and really she raises the class level of the Patreon donors up quite a bit just being on Lady Beverly to me. Lady Beverly. She does. Yes, and then we've got, of course, Rudy 
the world's most dangerous canine and his sidekick, Bo, Timmy. Is Bo actually contributing? Well, is he a Patreon <clears throat> supporter? Because I don't remember seeing any. He gives any, money to Rudy. Um, donations coming from Bo. Rudy gives him Rudy's the one with the credit card. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Bo's too young to have a credit uh, card. Oh, I see. Damn. He's just Jesus, a little guy. I mean, he mm. can't have a... Jesus, don't you know anything about dog finance? And then the woman, hopefully the body mm. count racked up high enough for you here. It didn't. The woman we do the potty cat. It did at the end. And she always gets a chuckle out of a <laughs> She loves hip, a good so. broken That's hip. That's because right? you try and break her hip constantly. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. The wonderful Dottie Scott. Huh. Yes. And I want to give a shout out to Maria. She's a new uh, member on our page. She is from, I uh, believe, yes. Norway, yes, yes. where Knut is Yay. from. Yes. yes. So thank you for joining us and welcome. All right, that's we'll do it for this show. Uh, we'll see you again next time on Bye-bye. History Dweebs. Bye, everyone. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.